Melissa. Hello. I am so happy with you. I've been so looking forward to this. Thank you. Melissa Mosher is a retired gamer, and believe me, we will be going into that, turned corporate business manager after nearly 20 years supporting C-level executive. That's C-suite, right? Yes, ma'am. Remote teams, and get this, welding people. Now, the first time I read that, I thought you said welding people. And I was like, what is she welding, and how do you weld a human being? That is not too far from the truth, with a little bit of magic and a lot of creativity. (laughs) (laughs) This is so exciting. Thank you for inviting me today. I'm a big fan of you, of the show, and just present for our energy and conversation today. So fun. Oh, Mutual Appreciation Society. Don't you just love that? I do. It's the, the the universe seems to know who we need to meet when we need to meet them. And so I appreciate the journey that we have had together. Absolutely. Here's to synchronicity. And I would like to point out that Melissa has spent nearly her entire waking life creating digital ease for high-performing business leaders. Before I get back to the gaming, you've spent nearly your entire waking life. So, so does that mean that since a very early age or that you don't do this in your sleep? Um, a little column A, a little column B, uh, <laughs> with with all of that. Yes, as a uh, as a firstborn in my family, I kind of came out of the womb telling people what to do, uh, but <laughs> developing the skills to nurture them and support them into developing their ideas. And you know, as we said, we'll get into the gaming piece, but really just connecting with folks, going, "What's the problem? How can we help?" And here are. 10 to 100 ways that we can solve it. I am a nonstop problem solver uh, in that regard. Life is a Rubik's Cube and I'm surrounded by piles of them. I can't wait. (laughs) I will never work out how to do a Rubik's Cube. (laughs) They are great for long car rides and fidgety people. Although I know we got all these fidget spinners now. I still go back to the Rubik's Cube. I I love games of of strategy and long games, um, you know, all with the nerd stuff, playing chess. What's four steps ahead? What do I need to do now in order to end up where I want to be on the board? Let's bring back the Rubik's Cube. And you might want to play, you might not want to play a game of chess with Melissa. Obviously, strategy. You were born strategic, which I love. You were born that way, baby. Oh, I love that. That gives me goosebumps right now. I think we need to make a T-shirt. So how did you get from retired gamer? How did you get from gaming to corporate business manager? What were you doing when you were a gamer? Um, So when I was a gamer, I was actually a guild master. And so basically what that means is I was the lead um, for a number of years for a semi-pro gaming team. And so this was a little bit back before there was kind of Twitch and the whole boom in esports. It was also back before it was cool to be a girl uh, gaming. And so basically running like a community manager, I had a guild of 65 people and we ran what's called raids, like our online events um, and and challenges and boss fights and stuff. the, the raids that we did were 40 people were required just to be able to start it. So in that, we're talking 
guild charter, rules and regulations, uh, point systems, scheduling, applications, recruiting, performance reviews, uh, fight strategies, and, and really just sort of running a mini business with the caveat that you're not paying these people. So you've got to inspire them, motivate them, help develop them without being that kind of direct line to authority. I joke and say, I'm going to write a book one day that says everything I learned about organizational development, I learned from gaming. You know, I would read that book and I would buy that book. I was thinking of my own experience with working with volunteers and it absolutely, I mean, inspiration and motivation is so important. But when you're not paying anybody anything, you really have to go to an extra length. Hey, off topic, did you ever see The Guild? It was a web series back in 2007 by Felicia Day. Yes, yeah, totally did. And 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 that would be really, there's also a Guild, um, a, a Flash shopping site as well. Um, <laughs> just to share for that, not, not affiliated, no promo. But um, this idea of being able to be a part of an inclusive community um, for those that may have seen me online, I was literally born a redheaded stepchild. Um, and so the idea of finding a space to fit in where you feel comfortable, you can, you know, expand your nerd wings. I really feel like, like gaming and this online space, I have been in forums, news groups, chat rooms, and moderating, uh, digital communities since 1994. And so this idea of being able to connect with remote folks, be it gaming or work, and finding friends for an introvert like me has been an endless sea, maybe slash addiction, uh, since the internet came into our world. I'm so impressed with your management skills and managing a guild of 60. As you said, what a fantastic business foundation. And we absolutely need our squads. I remember walking into Comic-Con in Seattle, and I'd never been into anything like it, and realized there was 80,000 people, all who, got, all who got me. And I think it was Felicia Day who wrote something. I think her book was You're Never Weird on the Internet, which is yes. And coming now, I mean, you were an early adopter, but coming now to 2021, at the end of 2021, online communities have become so important in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. They have. And and the shift that I've noticed, like, I have to tell you, I literally get goosebumps talking about this stuff. So if you hear me cooing in the background, it's a good thing. Um, but this idea of being able to connect to remote folks in a way that we've never done before. Granted, we've, we came from, you know, AOL, Instant Messenger and Trillion and some of these things. And then we had MySpace. And as the social media and social networking platforms have developed, Folks are, I find, are racing to go create groups and then sitting back going, okay, how do I support it? How do I get more engagement? We, I feel like we have now evolved to where communities are a product within your brand, right? Whether it's your email community, your Facebook community, your client community, regardless of the platform that your community lives on, I feel like the biggest shift right now is now that we are all online, so to speak, and we are in groups and we are in threads and networks, is taking that next step look at how this is a product of our brand rather than perhaps just a thing we throw up on Facebook and hope people comment. Mm. Uh, you put that so eloquently. I, I, for me, it's about cherishing connections and. Uh, and how do you do that in amongst all of this noise, right? So when I'm talking with clients, a lot of times, 
specific to community, what we call, I go hashtag community management is a thing. Like the amount of time that business owners will sit and spend thinking through their business strategy, their model, their line of products, their messaging, their brand, their visuals, right? Like all of these things, they, they spend a ton of energy like this and then they spool up a group, let's say, but maybe don't give that as much thought strategy and planning um, as, as they could, which is okay because that's where I come in and I get to help and ask questions like, you know, we've got this group. I want more engagement. My first response with humor will always be post cat videos. They do great on the internet. And then we have a little chuckle and go, okay, but my business has nothing to do with cat videos. Okay. So let's dig in into what your business does need. If we have a group of 50 and 49 of them are paying memberships, you've, you've got money coming in. So we can sit and look at how do we evolve it? What's the next step that we want to grow to? But if it's just sort of collecting likes for the sake of likes, I, I've been known to kind of challenge a few premises and going, okay, where does this community fit within your business? Because if it doesn't spark joy and it doesn't spark coin, it's got to go. Thank you for filling in that gap so beautifully. You, and, and just in case you want to pause this podcast, get a pen and paper, you can find Melissa on, the best way is to go straight to LinkedIn, I think, Melissa Mosher, and it's M-O-S-H-E-R. You can also check out her Savvy Ninja on Instagram and, and Facebook. I just wanted to make sure people knew how to get hold of you because I'm digging back into the conversation. I love what you said about Spark Joy. I mean, when I first read one of your Instagram posts, it said Spark Joy. I'm thinking, okay, she's a Marie Kondo fan. Is she decluttering people's systems? But then I followed up with Spark Coin and my heart leapt. So tell me less about Marie Kondo and more about Spark and Coin. Well, I have to say, I, I loved the book because it challenged me to the point where I disagreed with a lot of it. And that's in, in a good way, in a good way, right? Like my toilet plunger does not spark joy, but I'm not throwing it out. I need it. Some stuff we need that doesn't spark joy. Um, but at the end of the day, when we're talking in the business setting, right, if it's not sparking coin, it is draining you. It is pulling resources, energy, and time away from you and getting you further away from coin. So I often will say, how does this fit into the business? Are we are we building a warm lead pool? Are we looking at our kind of conversion rate? If you get a thousand people joining your community membership or mastermind program tomorrow, are you ready for that? And in a number of situations, we, we, we step back and go, ooh, actually, I hadn't thought about this. Well, my group is free. That's great. Uh, if I go in and, like, let's say, take an audit and look at how much energy. Um, one client we chatted and I said, your group members are getting 15 hours of your video time a month for zero dollars. Do you want to take that 15 hours of content and energy that you're spending and revamp it or get it again closer to coin, maybe pulled some of that content off, repurpose it, create some of the paid platforms? Because if you're just literally pulling into a free group, I'm going to be with my business hat on worried about how you pay in rent, because if you don't have internet, you can't keep posting to the group and I can't keep seeming your content. So some of it's self-serving. I want folks to be able to enjoy their, their community and their work, but also sort of keep that, that business hat on. How does this fit in with my, you know, revenue targets with my process and know that we don't have to scale tomorrow, right? 
again, if everyone said, yes, I want to join, are you ready for that? Are you able to deliver your experience at scale? I, the message I got from that, I got so much, I was frantically taking notes as being, make sure you are being paid for your presence as well. That was the other message I got picked up. If you are spending 15 hours a month on video content, are you being paid for your energy? Are you being paid for your presence? So I'm going to nick that. Oh, I'm, I love that. I'm going to nick that to my own, uh, my own uh, business philosophy. Um, I'm going to say to myself every day, does this spark joy? What a great question. I encourage all our listeners to get up in the morning and say, does this spark joy? Does this spark coin? As for Marie Kondo, I was trying to work that out myself because I was thinking, how does my cable that connects my computer to the wall actually bring me joy? And it's like, well, it gives me the joy of connecting with Melissa. Yes, so, yes. So my cable does bring me joy. Now, I also read on your Facebook, it was so much fun, love CyberStore, mm -hmm. that you asked people recently to read your tea leaves. What did you mean by that? Yeah, so when you're a energetic ball of ninja and tech opportunities, um, I mean, I do everything from building websites, establishing rhythm of business, cleaning up and optimizing marketing production. Like there's a ton of weird stuff that I do. And I'm working, I'm actually in a program to kind of get messaging uh, nailed down for myself because the cobbler has no shoes. I will be the first to admit that I work with folks on their social media strategy and content production and I am barefoot and wild over here myself. And what I so in that program, she said, well, let's ask the people who follow you and read your tea leaves. And what are you known for? Uh, so I posted on a couple platforms. I personally, like I'm an energetic person, but I don't really open myself up for kind of things that I don't know the answer to, if that makes sense. So this was kind of a big move for me to go, okay, if you were to read my content or you've met me and, and kind of tell me, what you see in my work. I was expecting a long list of all of the projects that I've done or the type of work that I do, right? I have, you know, I saved money doing this and I helped alleviate this headache by doing that. I was so surprised that the responses were like, you motivate, you inspire, you help people through these hard times, almost like I was a coach, which I have never viewed myself that at all. It was just kind of like a, a consultant or, you know, your little ninja in the back office and really surprised me that the responses were about how I made people feel. Blew my mind. Was not expecting that at all. I was thinking, okay, they're going to help me describe my services, but really there's too many to count is what I'm learning. And I remember after our first meeting, I, I, I couldn't have summed up what you did, but I felt your energy through the whole session. Uh, it, it was so strong. When I think if you just, if you want instant tea. Yes, yes, please. Red hair and lipstick, and please go into LinkedIn. Please change your headshot. Please put it in color. I realize the black and white looks great with the support yeah. red, but when I think of Melissa, I think of red hair, and I think of the energy. So go and change that black and white photo for me, will you? I will, uh, one, because you, and two, because I think you're right in this exercise. I'm, I'm sort of coming out from behind the scenes, so to speak. So my, you know, executive business manager career, and even with the guild and such, I am the person behind the scenes. If I'm doing my job right, you, no one knows I'm here. Right. And so now with this shift of going sort of direct to direct to consumer, as it were, um, this idea of like living in color, 
I have spent a good majority of my life trying to downplay and hide and minimize and, and corral my energy. And so I so appreciate like folks like yourself that are really reminding me I have permission to be that big ass redhead that I know that I am and that I am offline. So thank you for that. I definitely need to step into my own power just like I do with everyone else. Like I love when folks amplify and say, hey, here's what I do and here's what I'm proud of. Um, it is definitely an experience when you apply that to yourself. Mm. Thank you for that. We, we can't see ourselves clearly. We can't be objective. And it's not that I didn't know what you did after our conversation, but I just more strongly remember how you made me feel. So there you go. Which is so good. If I, when I get on client calls, I say, you know, a bit, a bit way through the client call, if I have done my job today, you will leave this call feeling inspired, motivated, and overwhelmed. <laughs> Don't worry. Totally natural. I will give you bullet points and I and lead us down the path of, you know, if this, then that, uh, but just soak it in. And, and that's really music to my ears. If I can get off of a call and somebody feels like they can breathe, right? Like, oh, I don't know what the answer is, but I know that M's got my back and we're going to be working together and legit want everyone to win. I want everyone to win. And I want you to win on a much bigger stage so please step into the spotlight get out from behind your computer you know get out from behind your avatars because you are the best avatar of all yourself is your avatar my friend so oh, on you. the stage oh um, thank you uh, interestingly enough in that so last year with 2020 um did some virtual event production some virtual mc started to do a little bit of that i spoke presented or trained to over 2300 people last year oh congratulations yeah. you were fantastic and i hope the hell you recorded it I did. Yep. We're working on that with messaging. So I am, it's just, this is a great topic, but uh, like, it's so nerve wracking. I'm so able to like do this with other people. Um, but I, I, yeah, it's time for me, like you said, to, to come out, be loud, be proud and give folks an option to ask those tough questions. Like nobody's sitting around going, let me Google how to get more engagement out of Facebook. You're going to get a bunch of stuff that's pretty blanket, but how to make that real for my business. The only way I can do that is by learning you, learning what you're after and helping you get there. I have a hundred thousand million bazillion ways of doing things. Uh, <laughs> so the, the options are endless, but being able to really dig into what are my clients looking for and how best can I help them get there with joy and spark coin, right? Because uh, the gym doesn't get fun really until you're in shape. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want to help get there until you're in shape and then you like doing it. Great. Then you'll, you'll be off on your way. Mm, and looking fantastic. Uh, I love the name support savvy ninja, savvy ninja. Where did ninja come from? So Ninja came a little bit from my gaming days. Um, for those that are gamers or no gamers. I'm just going to admit I was a World of Warcraft guildmaster um, and I was a night elf. So I ninjaed around doing stuff. But then as I got into my executive, my corporate executive assistant career, um, they just started calling me M or M Ninja in, in work. They're like, I don't know, we got a ninja back home. She'll take care of it. And it was this idea of just kind of moving around 
without taking the stage from my executives, right? Because at the end of the day, they're the rock stars when it comes to, you know, business clients and all the external facing stuff. And I'm sort of that mad scientist or the, the wizard behind the curtain, so to speak, um, helping them get there. And someone had said to me, so I started Support Savvy in 2011. Um, the site actually started as a resume site because I felt LinkedIn, all of all of the EAs or executive assistants, like we all kind of look the same on paper. And I wanted to give my brand voice and experience a little bit of color, uh, to, to use that phrase. And so in talking with folks, they said, well, you're just so savvy in like a dozen ways of support. And I thought, well, let me just sit with that mind blown moment and go, you know what? I, it is, it's true. Like I can support in a dozen different ways with a dozen different things and doing it like a ninja means uh, I'm here to make you look good, feel better, perform better, um, get rid of the toxic stuff in terms of your business operations and logistics. And getting rid of the toxic stuff. Remember ninjas are deadly. So she will get rid of your toxic stuff. It is. I, I, I want to thank part of my corporate career from that, too. I mean, a lot of folks, so I've been out of the corporate space here about two years now. And, um, and you know, good, bad, or indifferent. Everyone has their opinions and their, their experiences on it. Um, for me, I, I don't have an MBA or master's of business or anything. Uh, but for me, being in the corporate space, yeah, I developed really tough skin and, and, and corporate space in tech right? Which is going to be largely male dominated, very fast moving, you know, staffing may depend on funding and, and all of these things. So the idea of keeping business at arm's length, which is a quote from a friend of mine, being able to separate yourself from the business, not to the point where you become inhumane, but knowing that, okay, I've been laid off, orged out, you know, fired, let go in, a, in all these different capacities. It's not about me and what I can do or what I can't do. It's about them. And I feel like corporate gave me that that sharp edge, right? Iron sharpens iron. I had to perform at my top level, and therefore it taught me to perform at my top level. Get it done. I actually have a, a plaque on my desk that says, I'm not bossy. I just know what you should be doing. <laughs> Which is, that's me. <laughs> As for the masters, can I point out you have a PhD in strategy and a PhD in being savvy? So, <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that. I mean, the and it, even in the gaming styles that I did, even now, the games that I play by myself, I don't do any online gaming because I know that I will never get anything done in my life. I'm grown now and I understand my personality, but they are all really big open world character heavy games. I want to know where you came from, where you're going, what do you love, what don't you love, because it puts the lore like a story puts all of the lore together and then i get to see you your business or your product as like part of a larger story what you said about where are you going i noticed you mentioned the word vision and vision just gives me goosebumps i am all about vision because a vision gives you clarity and clarity is what i offer my clients clarity at regardless of what area of their life we're working on we want clarity of message clarity of vision Tell me what vision means to you and, and why you why you put that word in your copy. I, I love vision because I love working with the innovators, right? The folks that have, because I am to a degree myself. So I understand the world of the mad scientist, right? I got a thousand <laughs> ideas and I have no idea where to start on any of them. 
vision is that for me is that north star right if we go back to let's say like celestial navigation right it's that north star if we don't know where we're going there is no way we can develop a path to get there and so for me having clients or, or execs that have a vision that grounds them in being that overarching visionary and, and innovator going okay you know, you could use revenue metrics or you could use product launches. I want this company to double its revenue in three years. Great. That then everything that comes in in those three years isn't necessarily just revenue based, but does this get us closer to that goal? Does this fit within the umbrella of the values? Back to, hey, I want to grow my community group. Great. Put cat videos. Well, if being the number one expert on cats is not your vision, I don't know that cat videos are going to help get you to where you want to be. Uh, like I said, if we don't know where we're going, how are we supposed to get there? I also think the other thing I love about visions is it prevents decision fatigue. When you wake up in the morning, something is either getting you closer to your vision or it's getting you further away from your vision. And I find that really helps me make decisions. Oh, I love that decision fatigue. Yes, because the, the resources, and I think that's where... One of my talent trees, like if we go back to gaming, one of my talent trees is in that helping folks not drown in options, right? Like CEOs and business owners, you, you know, in a tactical sense, you do not have time to learn every video conferencing platform and evaluate it and see what its features are and understand it and how can we use it and does it scale and da, 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 right? As of today's recording, there are 26 different platforms just for video conferencing and virtual events. CEO, you are sparking joy and sparking coin, right? It, you don't get paid to go do all that research. You're not going to get closer to your revenue target spending, you know, a month researching different video platforms. And that's when I think the power of connection and partnership, aka how I landed here, is so critical to that piece of clarity is knowing who can help you get there, knowing what you need to do as the CEO of you, and then delegate, decide, or delete the rest of it so that you can focus on that overarching vision. Delegate, decide, and delete. I love that. Or uh, uh, eliminate, automate, delegate. Those three words yeah. enable you to work in your zone of genius. I love what you said about a talent tree. I haven't heard that before. I think my talent tree is either going to be a Pahutakawa, which is a New Zealand Christmas tree, mm -hmm. or a tree. I can nice. see a talent tree being a palm tree. I like that. Yes. And, and talent trees being in. Um, so when you're talking about gaming, you're, you're either, you know, a spellcaster, which is sort of that's my gaming style. I stand back away from the fray, so to speak. And I just throw my energy from distance. I'm not out there with a sword poking the thing itself. Right. Those are, you know, frontline sales guys. They're out there poking swords and, and getting out there, um, you know, among the people. But this idea of being that strategist, being on the outside, kind of throwing thing, throwing energy in from a remote stance, it can be tough even for yourself. If I don't have clarity in what my strengths are, like you mentioned, I'll exhaust. Well, you didn't mention it this way, but I'll exhaust people with options because I'm not anchored in my own clarity of what can I do specifically with this individual or team don't just belly them up to the buffet and hope they'll figure out which meal they want it is hard when you you are able to offer so many different strategies you're talented in so many different ways 
uh, I'm working on that for 2022. We're filming, we're recording this at the end of 2021 because if you are multi-passionate, uh, honing, honing it back, bringing it back to a single focus, for me, that's that's what I'm trying to get my head around for 2022. So remind me to follow up with you about that. Hey, you say you're an online forum maniac. What do you mean by that? Oh, I love it. So being, again, that redheaded stepchild since birth, um, and, and I, I joke and say for a number of years, I thought I was an extrovert with anxiety problems. And thanks to the pandemic, I've learned I'm an introvert with people problems. <laughs> I have been in news groups, chat rooms, and on instant messaging platforms since 1994. Uh, it is a part of my day to read the feeds, right? So there's so much more than, you know, Facebook and LinkedIn. Those are the two primary ones. But everything from Quora and Reddit and then half a dozen Slack groups, private communities, I love getting information, you know, I call it active information, being able to poll and ask people, seeing what the social opinion is of this topic or that based on the platform. I believe what they call it is social listening. When you're able to kind of read, go into, let's say, a group or a chat room, you kind of read all the content and you can get a sense of, okay, this is a calm and nurturing environment. Okay, this is really competitive kind of cutthroat gaming environment. Um, Google is great for stuff, but I feel like you can evolve past that once you're able to get into these networks and streams that really the, the most cutting edge info is being at. I, I, I probably, I've gotten better. I would say I'm probably, I call reading my feeds on, on the various platforms anywhere from a, probably a collective of two to three hours a day. I was, oh, I, admit, I find Reddit a bit of a rabbit hole. There's a couple of threads that I can stay on for quite some time. I love that I can now call it social listening. And I also hear a little bit of crowdsourcing as a solution. Yes, crowdsourcing. That is such a great, um, a great call out. Yes. Yeah, so crowdsourcing in terms of, uh, or, or what I'll often refer to it as hive mining. Um, hive mining, going, getting into the hives, mining hives to see what they know. And there's a subtle art to that as well. Um, you know, I, I've interacted with a lot of folks. They're like, well, I posted in this Facebook group and nobody responded. That, that, that's fine. That does happen. It has to do with the algorithms. It has to do with how you word things, right? So when you're in some of these, what we call high population, um, forums, if I post, Hey, give me your best tips for the interviews that I got tomorrow coming up. Well, right there in that post, you're putting the burden of context on the reader. Because now I've got to stop and ask you a bunch of questions in order to give you the right information. Chances are I don't have time for that. So I'm just going to scroll past your thing or uh, past your question. So being able to, you know, hive mining intentionally asking the right questions so that the people who do have the answers, they can give, they can deliver their answers quickly and easily. Not all of us have 100 hours a day to spend 20 minutes per post going, okay, I need to answer all of these. Being able to get into a social setting or a digital um, group setting, asking questions that make it easy for the reader to respond to, I believe is a skill that folks are recognizing now with you know the Facebook and the social medias. Um, 
to be able to do that because it isn't just let me go post, hey, help me with this interview tomorrow. What kind of interviews? The second interview? What's the goal? You know, how have you interviewed before? What are your strengths? Like there's a dozen questions we're going to have to ask. But if you were to go to the post and say, I'm interviewing with a finance company tomorrow and my background is in tech, what are some things that I should be mindful of or make sure to point out? that becomes a much easier question to answer for all of us trolls that are scrolling. Yeah? Completely hive mining. And unlike Bitcoining, it's not going to run out. So the other thing with hive, hive mining, I don't know if you'd call it this, but I found you because I went to an online community that I love and I trust. And I asked. I asked to find somebody like you. So that, that to me is another way I can use the hive. Yes, definitely. Looking for referrals and being, um, and, and I do remember that, like, because I will admit most of my business right now in the last two years has been like 98% referrals or comes from community groups, right? So if you Google me, I don't have a ton of content out there in terms of like a blog and a podcast and all this other formal stuff because I've just been running at high speed. But this idea of Having your brand, like like folks will say, I live my brand. Like when you meet me in real life, I'm exactly as you see me online. I'm loud, energetic, excited about everything. But to sit there and go, I'm looking for someone that can do this, this, and this. Because you built a relationship and presence inside of that community, folks jumped in and answered you, right? Mm -hmm. It wasn't just the first day you joined the group and you posted, hey, I'm looking for this, right? They, they could click on your profile, see what you've posted in that group. Ninja hack, by the way, when anyone posts in a group, I will click their profile in that group and it will show you all the content that they posted in that group. So I can see how active you are, what you respond on, what types of things that you post. Uh, and so folks, because you were in there and you had built a relationship and people like love and follow you, they were excited to say, hey, check this out. We might have an answer for you. I am known and I am loved. I will repeat that. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, when we when you when you sent the link or the the invite for this and and you know asked me to join the podcast, even like that, I'm so honored and humbled. And every time you know someone says, "Hey, you know, M, do you want to come do this?" I really, truly am still that little nine-year-old kid going, "Oh wow, she saw me. That's so cool. How awesome." Anything Aaron needs, my answer is yes. I will always invite you to every party because you are a fantastic guest. Yay! <laughs> I, 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 I'm a part-time human. So where do you get your energy from? The internet. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 am, I am one of those, I don't know how to, to word it. Like I'm an information addict. Right. And so for me, every little piece of information is like getting another tool in my belt because I have so many ideas that I want to build and do and see. But I know myself, I can't execute on all of them. So to be able to have like a project that I want to build, get it to launch and go that, uh, um, you know, I'm also I will say I'm child free. So my focus is myself, our five pets and and boyfriend, significant other. Um Solving problems really is what drives me. I mean, to the point where if I'm not solving work problems, I'm probably solving gaming problems. <laughs> How do we, you know, build strategies and, and help like the gaming industry has taken off so much. Um, I'm getting into conversations 
that's what energizes me being in conversations being in kind of project problem solving mode uh, now i will say i do run the risk of burnout so when you have seen me not post online for a, you know a week or two i'm just taking some offline time because i i get so much energy from it that i don't want to overdose and quit the internet <laughs> And Melissa shares her energy around. She's like being around an energizer bunny. I don't know if they still do those. They were yeah. Growing up. Just a couple more questions. You manage and you you managing. You say you're managing and mongering. What's a monger and how are you mongering? Right. So back in the day, and if, and folks have probably heard of like forum trolls, right? So trolls, forum trolls themselves, at the base of the definition is they're looking for the posts that they can just cause trouble in, right? Ask really provocative questions, give really kind of crappy answers, but they, they're looking, they're sort of like bullies, right? Um, or they can be, trolls can be viewed as kind of like a forum bully. I'm more of like a monger. If you think about like a little pirate running around going, ruck, 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 like I go around to these groups and whether or not I'm the host, I just enjoy being in them, reading about them, doing that, like I said, reading the tea leaves, the social listening, um, knowing which groups I can promote in, which ones I can't, knowing which ones are paid, which ones are not, just mongering around without the specific intent of being a troll. Although sometimes I feel like I borderline um, can be seen as a troll sometimes because I love the conversation and the the inquisitive nature of have you thought about this and what about this and and you can easily get into some digital debates, uh, but you have to be careful because it can be really sterile, right? It's easy for a one message to go sideways. I, I was also thinking not only is that social listening, but it must really appeal to the analytic side of your brain because you're constantly gathering information that you can analyze and use for your own clients, which is fascinating. I love the circle there. If we were recording like video, like if this were a video game, I would circle you right now and go clarity unlocked. Oh, I like you've that. done that, you know, like that is your super skill right there is to be able to, Hey, here's the nine things that M loves and does in that moment. You just had a super Aaron moment. I love the clarity that you bring to things. I love analytics. Anytime somebody says, hey, what do you think of this? Show me your data first. Give me, if content online, if content is king, context is the queen running the board, y'all. One of the things I love about the podcast is researching. I love scrolling through every, all of my wonderful guests, social media and their content and their websites. I love it. I love building up a story from everything I find. It it's so good. And you get to see so much more than what the person is telling you. Because again, back to my little experiment and, and messaging program, the cobbler has no shoes. So if you ask me what kind of shoes I want, I'm going to say none. I'm building shoes all day, y'all. I don't, I don't necessarily have the brain space. And it's hard to analyze ourselves, right? Because if you're anything like me, I am the worst critic of me ever. So I really don't want to leave analytics up about me to me because it'll get roped through a fairly harsh lens. But being able to have that outside data or being able to do that, keep business at arm's length, the, the devil is in the details and the data. We'll find them, we'll root it out, we'll get rid of them. Here's to being barefoot and wild. I like that. <laughs> yes. And 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 if I had a super takeaway, it's, it's, you know, folks will ask me, what's your number one advice? Start with one thing. 
start with one thing, whatever it is. If when you're feeling overwhelmed and, you know, you're not sure what to monger on next in your business, what to kind of attack and wrestle and and get um, squared up, start with just one thing. You can make a list of the 10 products that you want to build or the, you know, four or five speeches that you want to give put that on a list and save it. It's not going to go anywhere, but know that it is okay to just start with one thing and then we'll build from that. And then we'll build from that. I think that is the perfect place to end. Contact Melissa Mosher. Best way is to go straight to LinkedIn. I think you'll find a support savvy ninja. She will help you start with one thing and build it and build and build and build and all your visions will come true. Melissa, this was so much fun. I'm so glad that you were kind enough to accept the invitation. It's been a blast. I want to thank you for the energy that you bring into the world, the people that you connect. I was a fan of the show before getting the invite, so thank you so much. And know that, as I sign off on my signature, I am cheering you on. I really, truly am. I have an abundance of energy. Let me know what you're up to. I will cheer for you. If you're listening to this recording, tell me what you're up to. I want to cheer for you. And believe me, having Melissa cheer for you is an amazing experience. Bye, my friend. Thank you so much.